Hello and welcome back to Bobblehead Podcast. We're glad you're here today. Today, um, we have a topic that kind of came from an email that I got um, just, oh, I guess it was this morning, and it was really turned into a conversation that Davin and I got into, and it was really dealing with praise and, and uh, recognition, but um, it, it kind of led us into a, a topic that we weren't expecting to go down, but I really like where it went. And uh, we'd love to have your feedback, by the way, if you get into this and really have some uh, questions or maybe even some things you disagree with us about. But hey, I want you to listen and uh, please let us know what you think. Um, So one of the things that's funny is I can remember when I was a kid and, you know, I I grew up and all my family was teetotalers. Yeah. And especially my grandparents that I knew about anyway. But, um, we, you know, I've told a lot of stories in the summertime. I'd go up there, but, you know, we get a sore throat. And, you know, my dad's my dad's remedy for that would be to put, um, was it Bengay? Yeah. Is that what that, that stuff uh-huh. is? Man, it's just or Vicks Vapor Rub yeah. or something like that on your chest. And then he would take a, he called a Sally rag. I don't know why, but it was nothing more than a wash rag. And he would put it over, like put a little bit of water on it. And put it over like a flame and get it real hot. And then he would like safety pin it around my neck. And I guess it would it would make it, it would heat up that stuff and make the vapors go. And I asked him, how does it work? He goes, I don't know, it just works. It's what you know, it was one of those <laughs> things that was handed down throughout the, the, the generations. Um, and so anyway, so for some reason they chose at my grandparents' house one time that that was not what they were gonna do. That I don't know if it was I was coughing, I don't know what it was. So they went to my I think it was my mom's uncle's house or somebody's uncle's house. I don't know. Uncle something. I don't think I even knew uncle something, but, uh, because uncle something had whiskey. (laughs) Right. And so they brought back a little bottle of whiskey and I can remember they put it on the stove and heated it up and put honey in it and like mixed it up and got it good and warm and put it in a cup and had me drink it. And I gotta tell you, I, after that, I got the cough a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. You're like, so it sounds like a reward. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that today is a hot toddy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, it's funny because I'm I, kidding, really. I, I only did that two or three times. Um, but yeah, it really helped. I mean, it's funny how put a little bit of bourbon in that, a little, yeah. a little in, in the in the tea, and I bet you're now you're rolling. Yeah, I think bourbon is an underrated uh, medicine. I really do. I think it, it just, it, it, I mean, back it in the, cures as many things as it creates. I mean, back in the old days, right? If you got shot, the, the first thing they do is give you a, you know, in movies anyway, give you a big hit of whiskey and then pull the bullet out. So yeah. I guess, I guess, uh, I guess it works. I don't you know. know. It, you bring up something about uncles, right? There's something about <laughs> There's being something an uncle about and everybody has so. that uncle. Yeah. The one that's a little bit crazy. Yeah. The one that's, you know, always has the booze. The one that's at the family event. That's a little bit, yeah, you know, a little bit or a lot of bit more intoxicated than the rest yeah. of the family. And I'm sitting over here wondering if I'm that uncle and I don't, my brother <laughs> would be the one to ask on this, mm-hmm. but I, I fully embrace the, the uncle side of like getting to torture my nephews. I love that side of it because yeah. I can be, you know, you can be that rough uncle, but also the one that, that helps them out and gives them advice too. Like I yeah. fully embrace the uncle role of things. I just, I don't think, I hope, I don't know. Like you're making me wonder if I'm that uncle. You know, my, my favorite uncle on TV is um, on Christmas vacation. And it's, uh, gosh, who is it? The, uh, yeah. It's yeah. the uncle that comes Randy over. Randy Quaid, right? Yeah, Randy Quaid comes over and he's like, you know, comes over with the kid. He's like, hey, 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 I, 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 you know. And he's like punching at him, you know, hey, what you been doing? One of those guys. Yeah, everybody has one of those. 
And are you that guy? I, I can't say that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a lot to that. Um, but I'm like, I, I, I help them a lot and like, I give them advice and like talk to them and like buy them stuff. So mm. it can't be all bad. No, no, you, you may, I, you may embody the, the cool uncle and the weird uncle like sweat just and the crazy uncle. Forehead. Thinking yeah. about that. I'm like, Oh man, like am I the, but here's the uncle? great thing about being an uncle. <laughs> They're not your responsibility. Yeah. And here's okay. In fairness. And we said the bar pretty low cause my younger brother's a wreck. So he, <laughs> he has to be the one to set that bar. I feel so much better question solved. We can actually, we can actually move on with this conversation. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Very good. I feel good about that. Um, so how was your weekend? It was good. Um, of course I feel like I say this every time a lot going on. Right. Well, you've got a lot of kids at your house. There's always a lot going on. Yeah. I, mean, oh, I can remember those days. There, there really is, you know? And so we had Saturday, um, at 8am we had baseball and trophy club, which is you a know, long way, a solid, a solid hour from yeah. the house. Right. Even in, even, even in, in Saturday morning. morning traffic, right. Solid hour from the house. Um, we only got to watch one of two games and then we had to go to the Omni downtown Dallas, uh, for multiple reasons because we had an, uh, NCL presentation gala, whatever it is that they yeah. call it. And then Caitlin had a volleyball tournament at the convention center. But I, and I didn't know the scope or magnitude of this volleyball tournament. <laughs> there were 1600 teams, the Lone yeah. Star Classic. It, and apparently this is the, one of the, the biggest events of the year. Yeah, for sure. And there were in, in just our part of it, there was a, there was a B C and then D E F mm-hmm. the D E F portion, which is where the 11s and some of the others were playing was 114 courts. Yeah. Which is amazing. They were able to come and put that many courts together in yeah. one spot and for one weekend and take it out. And so 114 courts, you know what 114 courts has? Noise. 114 whistles. Yeah. Oh, the whistles are the yeah. worst. And, um, you know, 114 times, you know, 20 kids, girls screaming mm-hmm. and parents cheering. Like oh, yeah. it, it's, I, I love youth volleyball, but it is, especially on a Sunday morning after you have the NCL gala, like yeah. it is. It is low-grade torture. It is. Yeah. It's it, it's a level of noise that few people in their life have ever experienced. Yeah, and, and I actually could see how, for some people, it would be overwhelming. Yeah. Like, it really is just loud. And yeah. it's hard to focus. And I don't know how the girls do it, because there's so many courts that are they're, they're very close to each other. Mm-hmm. And I would hear, like, a ref blow a whistle, and I thought they were stopping play on our court. So I, yeah. I, I don't know how the girls do it. Like, I, I can't focus that well. Yeah, I think you figure it out. And, you know, Sophie, if you, those that are yeah. watching, I'm kind of pointing over at Sophie. And those that are listening, I'm pointing at Sophie. Uh, so she's my youngest. And she played volleyball for, what, how many years? Five, six years? And so I think when you're on the court, I think you probably just pay attention to that court. Is that true? Can you confirm that? Like, is it hard to drown out the whistles of other courts? Or do you just focus? Okay, used to it. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, Sophie played in that. What was that called? Uh, the National Lone Star Nationals. Did you play that twice? I think you played there. I think you three times. The Lone Star. Man, Classic. it's just it's unbelievably loud. Which different subject, same subject. I, I have to say this: the Omni Dallas. And I, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you were even around when all that happened. But that was actually built by Dallas tax dollars. Really, they guaranteed the bond on it. So whenever, whatever the uh, um, convention center down, so they really needed a really good like next to it hotel that convention was going to be hotel, able to yeah. convention people and everything else. So it was a thing on the ballot, and they had to vote on it, and it oh. got turned down like twice, and finally it got voted in. And I got to tell you, I, I know that it was a great investment for the city because they got their money back times ten, right? Um, but it's a really cool, nice hotel. It really is, yeah. 
for everything as big as it is and all the stuff that it that goes on there, they do a nice job. And I yeah. got to hand it to them. The other thing, I don't know if they do it anymore, um, but used to, like on Christmas Eve, uh, there typically wasn't a lot of people in the hotel, and they would invite all the homeless people okay. to come up there and spend a night. Now, I don't know if that turned into – you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars of the damage to stuff that sure. you know. I don't know. I don't know if they do it anymore, but that was pretty cool that they would do that for a night. Yeah, it, it really. It's a twenty-three floor, and not just the, the number of floors, but like it's how massive. many rooms are on each floor. It is a, a massive, it's a massive hotel. hotel, but it's very efficient. Again, there's Bob's you know, Steak and Chop House. There's mm-hmm. there's probably seven or eight restaurants and sports bars that are in there. But yeah, it's a it was cool. But you know, in the the gala and the presentation was so cool. Yeah. Um. You know that that part of it was neat, and it's fun to get dressed up. Um, yeah. Yeah, glad I don't have to do it again. Yeah, and I, you know my my favorite memory from NCL, and that for those that don't know what it is, National Charity League. It's a it's a um, young women's organization, and they learn all kinds of things about philanthropy. Basically, it's right? phila- yeah. yeah, it's it's about philanthropy. It's also about learning how to do things, learning how to you know. But I can remember, I never really was involved with it that much. It was more of a Jamie and Sophie thing until her senior year. And I'd always heard from the parents how cool it was for the dads and the daughters to, we had to do this waltz together and you have to go to school and class and how to do all this stuff. And, uh, and uh, you know, Sophie and I get, I guess the time we, we were getting along. Okay. But not great. Would, would you say that? Yeah, it was not, it's kind of a rough time, kind of headbutting a little bit, a lot, a whole lot. Um, <laughs> but it was on Wednesday nights. And at first we ha- you have to go, right. Cause you have to learn this dance. And at first it was kind of awkward and she didn't really want to be there with me and, and that was okay. But I, I, I had to be there to have a choice, but as it went on, it was, it was probably one of my favorite times and memories of her last couple of years, um, in high school and just, it kind of rebonded us a little bit. And that night at the dance, when we actually did it, um, I still get a little emotional about it cause it was really, really cool. It was really special that we got to have that moment together. And I guess since then, you know, her wedding was, I guess the second time that I kind of felt that same way. Um, and what was cool is it was that, and I'm gonna get off the subject here, but about, you know, her and Brendan, and that was one of the special things about that is it was as, as emotional for me at the moment with Brendan as it was with Sophie, um, you know, bringing somebody else into the family is kind of cool. But anyway, so NCL was really special time. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Caitlin will do that. She may choose to do it or not do it. I don't know. But um, it's a it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And, you know, we were there as an extension of Peyton's girlfriend's family. Yeah. They've been together for three years now. And, and she got presented. And, you know, we, it was it was emotional for us because, you know, Blake is part of our family. She travels with us on vacations. And she's, right. you know, we, we adore her and we adore her family. You know, yeah. and we know that, you know, that relationship is coming to its finality, you know, as as they both transition off to college. So, you know, she looked beautiful and her family, you know, they're, they're awesome people. So it was, it was a really cool special event. Yeah. You sent me a picture. You guys cleaned up pretty good too. I I guess. And I can't find my jacket. Are you serious? Yeah, it's somewhere. I'll find it. (laughs) (laughs) That's another topic we won't cover in front of the cameras and the microphone. Yeah. Back to that uncle question. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the topic that, that, uh, I want to bring to the table today was I actually, it kind of happened this morning. Um, we get an email and I'm not going to mention what it is, but we get an email, uh, every, I guess twice a week. And it's from someone, it's kind of like a blog type deal and it's all the goings on rumors and, and facts yeah. and everything going on in the healthcare IT community. 
And, um, and during the week, you also get these other little emails of these little interviews or kind of somebody's take on something or whatever. And I don't usually read them, but I, I kind of scan them and something caught my attention. And so I, I'm going to, I'm going to call this, we, we usually do these podcasts on a Monday. So today's Monday. So I'm calling it soapbox Monday. Let's go. But I'm going to get on this soapbox a little bit. And I read this thing and, and it was written by a doctor and the doctor was basically complaining that the hospital had sent out emails that um, they wanted to recognize and you could give as a patient or somebody in the community to give a financial contribution as kind of a shout out to one of the healthcare workers, nurses, staff, whatever, but it didn't include doctors. And this was kind of a rant by a physician saying, you know, how come we weren't included? And I thought that was, I thought that was kind of demeaning that they wouldn't include us and, and the recognition that we deserve and we do all this stuff and we went through COVID and I got to tell you, man, it really stuck sideways. I didn't, it, it, I, it was for, it was for national doctors day, right? I think it was kind of the premise. Was that what of, it was? Yeah, it was like okay. you know, this specific day. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they were, they were upset that they didn't get the recognition they get that the they recognition felt they deserved on. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and Hey, I'm not a physician, so maybe, maybe I'm off base here, but the way I see physicians and I have several, lots of friends that are physicians sure. and they're, and I got to tell you, they're, I could, I'm not smart enough to do that. And you have to be really sharp and really smart and your brain has to work a certain way for that to happen. But you know, if you're a physician, my take, this is soapbox Tim, this is just my opinion and my opinion only is when you're a physician, especially when you work in a facility with a lot of people and you understand for every one physician, there could be 30, 40 staff that is there just to support you and your endeavors and what you do, whether that's billing to the nurses, to uh, scheduling to, I mean, there's a lot of different things that have to happen. And so whether you want to say it or not, you're in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. Do you control the hospital? Yeah. A lot of times they don't. Right. But you, you're in a position where, um, you oversee people and, and what your decisions and the things that you were taught in school and with your practice determine the health of these patients that are coming in and people kind of follow in behind you, right. With what you do. And for someone to kind of get their feelings hurt because they didn't get the recognition that they deserved. Um, kind of sit sideways with me. Yeah. And it's, it's a pretty deep topic, right? When you, yeah. when you get into this and, and for me, I think you can even strip away title or, or, you know, ver- vertical or wherever it is that you work and it boils down to yeah. recognition and ego. Exactly. As from a leadership position. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and what it is that you do with that. And it's a tough thing because we, we all need, we crave acknowledgement for a job well done. Yep. Right. We do. Um, and, and that kind of stuff is important because it, it lets us know that we are doing things generally the right way. Right. But that doesn't come from receiving a cutting board. Right. Yep. And, and I think in this bit of a soapbox for me, this kind of modern workforce thing that we had going on, and it, it was killed a little bit by the pandemic, but it's like, we're going to put unlimited snacks, foosball tables, you know, things like that. And, and, came and from just, the dot com era, right? right from the dot com era, like is, is a reward for a job well done. And to, to think that that is going to create some sort of productive work environment or to show you recognition is it's just a false flag. Right. It, it's, so many companies that do that and, and give you the warm and fuzzy feeling it, that is done in lieu of pay, the, the pay, 
bonuses, really, really things that make sure that you let the employees know that you're being taken care of at a, um, you know, at, at a much more important level than providing you a cutting board on National Doctors Day, right? So recognition is important, but but are you doing, is it altruistic? Do you want recognition for the right reason? Mm-hmm. And I think the second question, and an important question to ask, is are you an embodiment of recognition to those 40 people that are supporting you? Or are you just looking for recognition and acknowledgement because you have a big fat ego and you want you want to absorb all the praise, and and we see that so much. Even again, way outside of healthcare, we see yeah. that with leaders all the time. Yeah, and and to me, you know, what, you know, you go back to what is a leader? A leader is typically leading a group of people towards an objective. Yeah, right. And that it can be a million different objectives, um, but you know, in in our in our company, we call it our mission. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, our job as leaders is to lead the company and lead the team members to accomplish a mission. And so to me, this is, once again, this is just me, but you know, our reward comes from the mission being successful. Right. And not everyone underneath us or around us patting us on the back and go, man, you're awesome. You, you know, you led your people this mission, you accomplished this. So much of it because when we accomplish something, there's something bigger right behind it that we right. have to get after, right? And so we never really hit or achieve our mission completely because it's ongoing and that mission changes and it, it fluctuates. And But we never really hit something. We never get a gold star and says, hey, you did it, you know, great job because it's just ongoing. But, but our job as leaders is to give the recognition for those that are with us, that are following us, to know that they're on the right track yeah. and that we appreciate what they're doing. But, you know, when you're a leader, part of that is, is accepting the fact that it's, you don't get a whole lot of attaboys. Attaboys have to come from within inside yourself that, okay, I look back when we talk about this, I look back 90 days, what have I learned? What have mm-hmm. I accomplished? So our attaboys are, how am I wiser this quarter than I was the last quarter? And it's not of look at me and and I, I put you know something by my name, but it's am I better than I was ninety days ago? That's what our attaboys are. Are we getting stronger? Are we become better leaders? Am I leading my people towards the mission and on the mission the way that I want to do it? Yeah, and look, you're you're getting into a topic that you know that I that I, I know, love, I right? Know you do. And and I think again, I'm going to probably say it multiple times still is that reward and acknowledgement is important, right? But it, it can't be, it, it, it just becomes so disingenuous if you lead with it all the time, right? And I think something that's so incredibly important for leaders to do is you talk about, you know, we do have a mission and we do have a set of objectives that we are trying to accomplish. But I think what helps employees so much to gain an, an insight into how they can be successful is for us to articulate how the have down to the individual level, what they do contributes to team and organizational success, right? Right. Let them know how to get an intrinsic attaboy and, and even something that comes from, from us too, but it allows them to break it down to their level and understand how they can apply their individual unique personality traits and their Colby's and their Clifton's and apply that to what they know the why is. And then that allows them to, to chart their path to success. Right. And so they're naturally more successful that way. And we, the praise that comes from the leadership level is so much more natural. 
right? right. And it's not something that we feel like we have to do. Right. We don't have to send a cutting board. We don't have to send them a gift card to Applebee's. You know, we, we're going to set them up for success to a point where at the end of the year, we're going to be able to give them a bonus. At the end of the year, we're going to be able to give them a merit increase because, because not because that. of a day, right. but because of their achievements and their accomplishments as it relates to the mission and organizational success. And I, I'm going to throw something else at you that I think is a really cool way that um, a lot of the, especially our team members, give each other attaboys. And on our, I'm going to talk about our Friday calls and you yeah. put those together. So yeah. you want to explain the Friday calls, kind yeah. of what the, the one o'clock and kind of what that is. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I want you to talk about it. And, and where I'm going with this is, you know, they give each, by listening to each other and holding each other accountable, every week they're giving each other attaboys without actually saying it. Yeah. And they're doing it without us having to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So just for context on that, I think we're probably just going to blow through and make this a single podcast. Is that probably, yeah. I mean, I think we can do, point, hey, yeah. it's our, we can do whatever we want yeah, to. We do whatever it. we want to with it. The yeah. producer can't tell us what to do. Right. So anyway, we, we have for greater context, we have objectives and key results. I think we've covered that topic ad nauseum and, and mm -hmm. what that means to the, to, to the organization. So what we do on the weekly business review is everybody briefs their pro their progress for the week and it's departmental, right? We have, you know, directors, managers, and VPs are generally um, on this call. And they brief their weekly progress as it relates to their objectives and key results, right? And we go department by department. Um, but what happens when they're briefing what happened during the week and they're kind of talking through challenges and things like that, inevitably they're talking about what engineering, you know, professional services will talk about what engineering did to help them accomplish their goal. Right. And so they're praising each other because there's those interdepartmental dependencies is what we call them. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're always there. So they're they're giving each other praise and they're giving each other feedback, which I think is, and then we're able to kind of caveat on that is, you know, is, is the organizational leaders, but it, it's so much more natural and they get a way better dopamine hit from that than they do from us at the end, you know, giving them some sort of contrived praise. And one thing that's cool about it, and you mentioned this, and we'll make sure this is clear. They're not getting on going, Hey, we really appreciate you guys. Y'all are great. That's not what they're saying. No, no, no. It's here's specifically what these guys did for us. And we needed this and you guys came to the rescue and here's exactly what they did. And because of that, this is what we're able to accomplish. Yeah. And then I think a secondary benefit of that WBR is the weekly business review is that everybody has insights into what the other departments are doing and it helps kind of give them a broader understanding of, of the organization at large, right? It's, it's one thing for us to stand up there and talk about it, but it's another thing for them to brief each other as they're briefing us. And, you know, is a secondary or kind of tertiary um, is that you and I are able to glean an understanding of what it is that's going on. So exactly. everybody has insight, everybody's praising, everybody's, you know, kind of understanding again, how we're steering this thing ahead. And everybody leaves the week if not happy, I'm not responsible for their happiness. Right. They they feel fulfilled on what it is that they did to help make the organization better. Hey, and I'll tell you what, this, I know we had anticipated doing two different topics today, but this one, I think there's a lot of substance to it. So let's go ahead and cut this one now and then we'll we'll start a part two. Cool. And, uh, Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's go.